All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? It's going well. Uh, I want to open with something that you might not be familiar with. I'm only marginally familiar with. So we're going to put this to the listeners. Uh, I want to open if any listeners are watching, if any listeners have been keeping track of this, if any listeners have any information um, please tell us about it. Like, obviously we can look it up after the podcast and talk about it next week. But, um, Jake today, do you know anything about last comic standing? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I watched a few episodes this, uh, this season. Oh, you have. Okay. So, you know, the host Anthony Jeselnik. Yeah. Did you hear what he's been doing? No. He has been tweeting uh, about the program as it airs and is shitting on it. And apparently he's been getting in arguments with the judges as of late as NBC passes through the least original, least interesting comics and has been voting out or shitting on the original funny comics. And he gets pissed and goes on Twitter and he's been getting a lot of attention. People are saying like, dude, you're shitting on that. You're biting the hand that feeds you. And he's like, whatever. They paid me to host. They didn't tell me that I (laughs) had to be a lap dog. And it's really good. There was no, don't be a dick to the network in my contract. Right. should have put that in there. And I got to give him mad props for that because this goes back to, I don't remember season one. uh, I think it was buddy Hackett. There was a comic named Ant that went on and did a complete stock hack joke from the internet. And Buddy Hackett said, no, it's okay, you can do that. And every other judge said, no, fuck that, that's bullshit. (laughs) And then in season two, season two, Brett Butler, Drew Carey, and I can't remember the other guy's name. He was on Yes, Dear. But he actually stormed off the set on the last episode of before they went into the house. It used to be like a reality show where you went into a house and lived together. Unlike now, it's just a comedy contest. If anybody saw the early on seasons, the, all the comics went into a house like Big Brother. But anyway, so when they were deciding the comics to go... I'm glad to- they don't do it that way anymore. Yeah. I never saw the early ones, but I, I hate that shit. Just, just get to, I don't even like the little videos that they do here and there in in between the actual stand-up where they'll kind of recreate. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I worked for a long time as a clerk at Walgreens. Here's five minutes of me talking about Walgreens. Like, well, well, they want to do backstory, I guess, or get you into Yeah, but head. that's bullshit because then it cuts out sets of other people who even get past, but you don't get to see their sets because they're talking about five minutes of this guy's life story for some fucking True. reason. True. Well, it's not for some fucking reason because this show has, as Jezelnik is proving, as proved in season two, this show is not about stand-up comedy. It has nothing to do with stand-up comedy. That's It's about stories. It's about characters. NBC is searching for interesting people that they can put in sitcoms or television shows or create. They don't care about comedy. They care about backstory. Does his story at Walgreens or Walmart or whatever you said, is it interesting? Can they turn that into a TV show? They could give a fuck less about putting stand-up comedy on the air. And that's what season two, uh, the guy from Yes, Dear, Drew Carey and Brett Butler, gave their choices to the judges, said these are the most interesting comics, these are the most original, these are the funniest, and NBC literally said, fuck you, we're putting in the people we want because we find these people interesting. And it, like, the guy from Yes, Dear stormed off, Brett Butler wrote a huge blog about it, and Drew Carey was the only one that laughed and went, well, fuck it, they said they wanted us to be, you know, showpieces, they never said they wanted our, that they were going to use our opinion, like, he went with it, he got it. Yeah, he's like, I'm getting paid either way. Exactly, he got that. Yeah, I I, I, I can see that, I respect that. But either way, so that's the whole point of, 
so I, I I looked up a couple of the Jezelnik tweets, and it was hilarious. He actually the last that's one awesome. I, saw, I want to check this out. Yeah, man. we got to look it up and maybe talk about it next week. But the the last one he wrote was I don't know if it aired tonight or last night, but he said, "Well, let's see if today is the day NBC sacks up and tells me to stop tweeting because apparently he's been doing this for a while and like I said, <laughs> shitting on the show every week as they, that's awesome. as they cut out the best comedians for stories about Walgreens. But as I said, it's not it's not a show designed. I mean, it's it's packaged and sold. It's it's a hot dog. It's packaged and sold as a treat, but it's really pig anus and leftovers. It has nothing to do. Dude, that's with- tying a lot of it together because I, I was sitting there thinking that as as I was watching it, a, a lot of times I would hear the judges say things like, "Oh, I really liked how you were talking about yourself," and "I mean, you should talk about yourself more." And "Oh, the thing that you were saying about yourself, I just feel like there's a lot more there to work with." And it's like, "Well, what are you talking about?" He had a three minute set. Uh, What's he going to do, like, one thing for three minutes? I mean, I'm not saying you can't do that, but, uh, yeah, he probably does expand on every single one of those bits when he's doing longer than three goddamn minutes. I mean, if he's doing, like, a f- uh, even, like, a five-minute set, I don't or, like, you know, if he's on the road or something, he's doing 20, 30, 40 an, an hour, who, who knows, um, yeah, I'm sure every little thing that he talked about for 30 seconds, he's probably got several minutes on you know especially if it's a story type thing and yeah it just seemed like they were really really hounding that oh yeah talk about when you were a clerk at walgreens oh they you know that the, the observation thing you did yeah, yeah yeah that was funny too but oh that it, story about the clerk at walgreens and it's just like what why are you so fixated on that shit and it's it yeah that, that makes sense now man yeah because it's it's characters they want everybody they need everybody they need the next Everybody Loves Raymond, the next Seinfeld, as much as they need the next uh, uh, Kramer on Seinfeld or, you know, kooky neighbor, you know, Michael Rich like on Seinfeld. Like, they, they need all these characters. So the more they learn about these people, the more they can say, okay, he's not a lead in a sitcom, but he can be the brother-in-law that sleeps on the couch or whatever they have. Now, I in full disclosure, we'll say this. And I'm, I'm obviously it's nice that it's a podcast. You can hear the tone in my voice. I'm not angry. I'm not bitter. I tried out for this last season of last comic standing. The one that's airing right now, I got an audition for, and I was told we were all told every comic was told. They sent out an email saying the casting director from the show will be this person. That's very important. Listen to those two words, casting director, not talent scout, casting director. If you were judging a comedy competition, you'd want a talent scout or someone that knows comedy. They actively said, we are sending a casting director so they can pick out characters. That's why the show has nothing to do with comedy. And that's fine. I just, it, maybe it shouldn't, you shouldn't lie to the public and say it is about comedy, but fuck it. That's what they do. So who cares? There's well, no- you know, when they, when they called me up for it, it's funny that you say that because when they called me up for it, they told me I wouldn't make it on the show unless I had sex with both Norm MacDonald and Roseanne Barr, you know? So same there, time? right there. Yeah, not, yeah, same time. <laughs> I, I mean, they didn't, they didn't specify, but they strongly hinted at it, you know? And I, I was just like, I thought this was about the stand-up. I didn't think this is about me sleeping my way to the top through the judges. This what is what everybody does, baby. Sleep your way up there. You gotta, you gotta. And then they were like, well, you either got to sleep with Roseanne and Norm or you got to have a you got to have a three minute story about being a clerk of fucking Walgreens. And I was like, well, I can't do, 
I can't bring myself to do any of those things. And well, so I didn't get on the show. You don't have a three minute story about Walgreens, but in one of our old podcasts, you have you had and still have a fantastic story about your one day as a uh, what was it Greenpeace? Uh, oh yeah, server. that was I forgot about that. You could talk about that about how you didn't try and signed up. What was it? Two people, and that was more than anybody else. And they they were about to make you a supervisor. Oh my God, Jake got. Ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that was a pretty goddamn brutal job. Yeah, just standing out in the cold, in the rain, trying to get people to sign up for Greenpeace or sign up as, as like monthly donors. Yeah, to Greenpeace. It was a monthly yeah. donor. You were like, uh, we can take credit cards now. Like people, oh, I don't have any cash on me. Well, we can take credit card. You know, like so you- many people do those jobs for like a day when they first move to the city because they 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 pitch these jobs as like marketing jobs, but they're not. Man, they're like canvassing. It's just bullshit jobs, man. It's yeah, horrible. It's it's you and a clipboard. So anyway, listeners, if you have been watching Last Comic Standing regularly, uh, message us. You can do it either on the SoundCloud site or jakevever.com, Nathan Timmel. Actually, do it nathantimmel.com. Jake isn't too hot with email, I don't think, or he's easily distracted and would forget. But Yeah, yeah, and- tell... To ask, send an email to Timmel and ask him to ask me a question for you. <laughs> there you go. And speaking <laughs> of SoundCloud, I, I want to mention this every week until we do it. Like, I've been really bad about it. I am going to move the iTunes RSS feed. So if you subscribe to us outside of Podomatic, if you use, you just follow us on SoundCloud, it'll still get posted at Podomatic, but the actual feed will go somewhere else. So if you're listening to us on Podomatic, that's fine. If you're listening to us on iTunes, we might disappear. You have to go find us at SoundCloud. It's still Idiots on Parade, but we are we are at two locations right now. Uh, the main one is going to be SoundCloud. I, if that doesn't make sense, message me and I'll explain it. Anyway, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast. Jake, I yesterday I thought was my birthday. I know my birthday is in November, but yesterday felt like my birthday. And then I wake up this morning and it's like my birthday and Christmas. I could not be happier or more overjoyed that Josh Duggar got busted on Ashley Madison and OK Cupid, like cheating on his wife, trying to hook up outside. Oh, of he was room. one of the Ashley Madison. You didn't Madison know this? People, huh? Oh my no, god! No, I, I, well, I did see something about him cheating on his wife. I didn't realize. Well, today he, he admitted to it. Today, yesterday, it came out that his name was found and his address and his credit card I information have was all sinned. found. And, that's awesome. Well, that, and that's the thing. That's the only drawback to all this. Now, the good thing is, is he got busted, and it's very funny, and I think it's absolutely okay to take joy in his downfall because. You know, any normal person that got busted, I don't know their story. Maybe they're tra- trapped in a loveless relationship, a loveless marriage, and they just needed a release. You know, I don't feel bad for the average guy on Ashley Madison, but a guy that champions the family values council that says gays are bad, that the gays hurt families, that, you know, that says you have to love Jesus or you're a sinner. When he gets busted, oh, absolutely, it's game on. He deserves to be publicly disgraced. And the only bad thing about this is. He is apparently not learning any lesson, that it's not his fault. It's the way he was raised with all this Jesus and abstinence bullshit. And he, well, and Satan, you forgot to yeah, mention and, Satan. Well, that's what Satan he said. possessed his cock and yeah. his, his, uh, his, his, his user IDs and things like that. Well, and he's blaming porn. He said he got wrapped up in online porn. But that goes back to what you and I yeah. always talk about. If you are allowed to discover porn and masturbate at age 15, 16, 17... 
you're going to be like, oh, okay, porn is like, it's like the French and wine. They introduce wine to kids and say, here, drink a little, drink a little. If you're it's 15 true. years old and you're, you're being told masturbating's fine, but his family would like handcuff the kids or something absurd or, you know, like masturbation was a sin. So of course he's having a fucking reaction to it. He's going off the deep end. He gets married like he's supposed to, but he really wants to sow his oats. So he doesn't understand that it was his shitty Jesus upbringing that has caused him to fail. He wants to turn to the same thing that failed him already as his savior. Do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, I, I think it's either what you're saying, and I, I think it is with a lot of those guys, but then I think with, because he's, correct me if I'm wrong, I, I don't know a lot about this guy, but he's basically one of those televangelist type guys. Like, you send me money, I'll put in a, a word with the big guy. No, no, and, and, no, no. He's, he's, he's kind of, he's not, uh, he worked for the, uh, I can't remember what it's called, like the Family Matters Council or something like that. He's from the Duggars. He's Josh Duggar. He's the one that they have 19 kids because the Bible says to multiply. And he's the one that molested his sisters when he was 15 years old. He was fondling his sisters because, again, he wasn't told that sexuality. Well, he just, he sounds like the horniest man that's ever lived. You know what I mean? Like he's molesting his sister at 15. He's got 19 kids. That's a lot of no, fucking he right there. His, he's one of 19 kids. Oh, his he's one of 19 kids. Okay. Are the ninth are the, the, the big wigs. He is one of the kids himself. And so his dad and mom from early childhood says, you can't said, you can't touch yourself. Sex is bad. They talked about one of his sisters just getting married and she and her boyfriend and fiance could only side hug for a couple seconds each day. And that was the only contact they were allowed until they were married. And that's, What's they're getting taught all this bullshit, and then of course he snapped, and now he's cheating on his wife, and he's discovering what sex is, and he's like, "Wow, this is fucking great," but you know that. So that's what I'm saying. It's it's what we've always talked about. Instead of abstinence only, it should be abstinence never. It's the Jake and Nathan abstinence never program we need to implement to save the world from the Josh Duggars. That's true. We don't get paid enough to go around to high schools and and, and give speeches like this. We we need to tour the deep south. And hit every single high school down there and just share our wisdom with those kids. Then the wisdom of the podcast, like, like, like we do to the, the listeners every week, because yeah, there'd be less, um, less, less Duggars, less, less, less all that stuff. Less, less teenage ISIS, preg- uh, pregnancy. Oh yeah. Yeah. I wish you knew more about it. Cause I was so excited and happy. Like I said, because well, so Any how does, how does person, his organization make money? Like, how does how does the uh, money come into well, his okay, organization? That, you're right. I got uh, I got distracted. It's 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 not telev- televangelism where it's like I will heal your cancer and you send me money. Uh, you will repent. You will send me a thousand dollars and repent. It's yeah. it's the opposite. It's an actual organization that says that gets on the phones and and, and tells its listeners and or that's uh, followers. You know, like hey. Uh, Supreme Court says gays can marry now. We need to lobby Congress. Oh, it's one of those sort of lobbyist groups slash churches. Exactly. And they say we need a constitutional amendment to say to ban gay marriage because the Supreme Court, like when the Supreme Court rules in their favor, they're like, yes. And then when it rules on the Constitution, they say, how dare they? Well, okay. All right. I'll I'll still sort of put him in the the same category. I I think this might still apply to a lot of those guys as as it does, I I believe, with a lot of televangelists. Um, So he's kind of at the top of that pyramid of you get us to give you give us money and we will make things better somehow. If it's if it's a televangelist, it's like we're going to make things better for you personally through God. 
if it's if it's those lobbyist groups that say, oh, we're going to make the nation better because yeah. you know, all the bad people are taking all over the laws. and we're They want to legislate Christianity. Right, right. So he's he's at the top of, of, of that. He's still Not at the anymore. top. Not anymore. He had to resign when he was caught a couple months ago fondling his sisters. Or not that happened when he was fifteen. I can't remember how old he is now. So right, but yeah, I remember this being in the news a couple yeah. months ago. I just I I don't remember the specifics of it, um, as far as like what he did and all that. Um, but he he's still he he was at the top of one of those pyramids yes. of like send us money, send us money. I think like once you pass a certain level, like you just kind of know it's all bullshit at that point. Like once be, because the rhetoric is. Oh, this is all pious. This is for God. This is for Jesus. This is for Moses, Buddha, whoever, right? But like at a certain point, it's really about pushing sales. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and and they're 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 having board meetings. They're doing all that. And in those board meetings, those guys are not talking about. All right, let's let's go over Matthew six seventeen. Let's talk about what Jesus said in the sermon on the hill. No. They're talking about numbers. They're talking about demographics. Or they probably it's just do like, a prayer at the beginning and then, but that's it. Then it's everything you just said. It's 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 making the numbers. It's hitting benchmarks. Yeah, and so at, at a certain point, I, I think it's probably consciously for a lot of them up there, but certainly in the back of their mind, they they realize like I am presenting a certain image. I'm presenting a character. I'm presenting this sort of godsy sort of character. But when I'm not in character and I'm not in front of the cameras going, you must send the money or else the, the devil will win. You know, like when I'm not doing that, that shit's that, that goes away and I don't have to listen to that anymore. And since I've spent so much of my life actually believing this, cause I'm, I'm sure a lot of those guys did early on, you know, um, since I spent so much kind of believing this, now that I'm not in that character anymore, now that I know it's a character, I'm going to go fucking nuts. And, and I'm, I'm just like, not only am I a regular person, but I'm like a degenerate because at a certain level in those pyramids of like, we're going to get money, like a good pious, like I'm a preacher for like to help people and for God and, to, you know, orphans and blah, 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 blah. Th that guy's going to go away from that. He's going to go in the board meeting and be like, you know what? I'm going to go back to being a regular pastor and getting donations to make soup kitchens and shit like that because you fucking guys are evil. You know, like you guys are not good. This is all about numbers and this is all about screwing people over. And so the good ones are going to go away. And so basically what he is, is he's sort of like the wolf on Wall Street of Jesus. Um, he's he's the guys that are just kind of churning in money and, and, and churning out profits to somebody somewhere. And it's just all about money to that guy because he's a bad guy. So when he doesn't have his God face on, he's just go, he's into like full bad guy mode. It's kind of like at the beginning of Wolf on Wall Street. You've seen that movie, right? I have not, but I, I know enough about it to know the character that Leo played. And yeah. Yeah, it's, it's more or less the, the guy that's mentoring him. Like, Leo's character is asking him about stocks and stuff. And he's like, listen, it's all bullshit. They go up, they go down. Our job is not to make people money. Our job is to make people think they're going to make money and sell them the stocks because we get paid commissions on the stocks when they s sell. It doesn't matter whether they go up or they go down. So 
who gives a shit just sell the stock and so they they don't believe in it at all they don't believe these stocks are actually going to go up the guys in the, the movie or like in boiler room and they stuff get the like commission that either way they push it, yeah they take the commission and whatever happens happens so yeah what i'm saying is is these guys whether it's a donate money to this so we can stop gay marriage and all this kind of thing or if it's just send money into my televangelist thing because i'm going to make your life better and god wants you to do this and stuff like that they know it's bullshit. The The Bible and the religious stuff, that is their stock. They're just selling it. He's basically like a, a stockbroker for religion. And so when he doesn't have his religious good guy face on, he's doing what stockbrokers do. And he's having way crazy deviant amphetamine sex. Well, I, I, I agree with you uh, in part, but I disagree with you in part. I disagree that they come to the moment where they say this is all bullshit. I believe that there are two different types. I think there's the Josh Duggar type that probably uh, that that might feel guilty as he's doing it. It's like, oh man, Jesus doesn't want me to cheat on my wife, but I really want to fuck other. Yeah, women. absolutely. Those guys are out there. I'm right. not saying it's. And I the think other. that the other ones that you're talking about, I don't think they have that moment of bullshit. I think they believe they are pious. And do it all and say, yeah, I am a man of God. People give me money to push my agenda. And you know what? It's okay if I fuck around on women and, ha and have amphetamine sex and, you know, fuck strippers because, I, I, you know, I'm a good holy man and it's the stripper I'm fucking that's the whore. You know, like, I think they get so wrapped up in it. And I've seen that and read more stories about men like that that still believe all the bullshit they believe or peddle but believe it doesn't apply to them when they stray from the path. And then they put... Oh, the sure, I'm not saying those guys aren't out there, yeah. but I'm, I'm saying I think there's both kinds of guys. Yeah. I, I think there's the kinds of guys who's just like, well, I'm going to do a line off this underage lady boy's ass in Thailand uh, with the church's money because I'm above all these little rules and ultimately yeah. I'm doing that's, good see, things for God. So I need time to unwind. You know what I mean? It's stressful doing the good, the big guys bidding and uh, a, a man needs to kick back and relax. And so that's what I'm doing so I can better serve God. Uh, you know, when I'm not balls deep in a, in a prostitute somewhere. Right. I, I think there are those guys, but then I think there, yeah, there's also guys like I'm saying where they they just kind of realize it's a big hoax or a big scam. Just like I think Scientology is probably the same way. I well, think a lot of the guys all the way at the top of that, they know it's bullshit, you well, know, but they're just scamming away. people. I mean, yeah. that was the, the Scientology documentary on HBO is anyone that walked away, and there were some of them that were very blatant that said they got to the point where it's like, okay, Xenu and aliens and volcanoes and thetans and bullshit, and they, they literally... We're sitting there going, you're, you're fucking kidding, right? You know, <laughs> I, I spent all this money and all this time in auditing to be told fucking DC-10 airplanes and, aud and aliens. And, <laughs> and that's why they walk away. It's like they have this snap moment. And I think yeah. you're right. I think there are others that just sort of keep going out of inertia and are like, well, fuck it. I'm in this deep, so it's, it's working for me. Like, I, I have to – I really like Tom Cruise, and I have to wonder if he – is aware like i know they they got those leaked videos where he came off as pretty much batshit insane like yeah he believed in the cult but I, i'd almost like to believe that he goes well fuck it i'm rich and famous and scientology 
you know, they have all this dirt on me, so fuck it, what do I care? You know, like that that he's yeah. like you're describing that it's not that he thinks that he's above it, he's just realized it's bullshit and it's like, well, it's working for me, so fuck it, whatever. Well, I think with him, if if I had to guess, I would think he actually believes it. Because he's the been only in reason too long I, and he's too deep, yeah. Because he, he's, he's too deep and I, I don't think his brain is going to work like a regular person's in that he became a star pretty young. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like well, when Dubrisky big he was, age. Yeah. 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 I mean, he was like a teenager, yes. you know? Yeah. And he became famous, famous. I mean, I mean, like I, I'm huge famous. I mean, have shit tons of money and people are kissing my ass and that's, if you think about society, that's not a normal thing to have happen when you're young. I mean, maybe when you're older and you you, you kind of work your way up through the ladder of uh, different organizations, whatever, then you have people kind of doing that. But you, 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 it happens slowly to your brain and you kind of learn things among the way. Whereas it's a very unnatural thing as a human to, to just have, whoa, you're wildly successful and you still got pimples on your face. That's not a normal fucking well, thing. I mean, and let's, so, let's just throw a quick example out there. Justin Bieber, two years ago, was in the news every day for, you know, driving his Lamborghini 100 miles an hour on the L.A. freeway and egging his neighbor's house. It's like egging his neighbor's house. The kid was 19. Of course that's what he's doing. It doesn't matter that he's a multi-multi-millionaire. Right. He's a 19-year-old. So, yeah, he's going to drive his car fast and be a bit of an asshole. We're all a bit of an asshole at 19. Yeah. And if but, then you add all that money and fame to it. Yeah. But I'm saying like when, yeah, that's exactly it. What fucks your head up is once you get done egging your neighbor's house and drawing a dick on your friend's face who's passed out. And then you, you go into some restaurant and everybody's like, sir, you're Chardonnay. It's from year 67. Yeah. It's a very fine year. And like, that's not supposed to happen. And so I think what happens and that's Tom with a lot of those guys. whole life. I mean, he's been yeah. away since 18. He never, his fame never faded. Right. Yeah. He didn't have that period of your, your, your movies aren't selling. And so now you got to move into a uh, two bedroom with somebody out in Queens. No, <laughs> that never happened with, with him. He was always crushing it. And so I think at, at a certain point, your, your, your head just tries to wrap you, you wrap itself around that and be like, oh, what's why am I so much different? Why am I getting treated like this? Why am I? Oh, I oh, that makes sense. It's because I'm a fucking alien. Okay, cool. I'm an alien <laughs> trapped inside the man. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I'm first person to ever break it down like that. Shoot, shoot it straight, so to speak. I'm, I'm a goddamn alien. Goddamn right, I'm an alien. Can't My believe the rest of these people ain't figure out that I'm an alien. Aliens. Yeah, yeah, and so it it, it doesn't surprise me that a lot of celebrities do tend to not just Scientology. They tend to be the weird pseudo spiritual shit, or uh, I'm going to try this new medical, whatever, you, you know, just some well, new I, sort of new age fucking, I, I'm going to slap myself with a, with a, a severed rhino's cock because a shaman from yeah. wherever, like, well, that's, I mean, they just, I read, they do, you hear about celebrities doing weird shit, you I know, and that's it, why I think it is. I read an interview or saw an interview with uh, Michael J. Fox years ago before the Parkinson's, like it was in the early, before it was like widely known. And he was an alcoholic. And when he was talking about it, he said, I was an alcoholic because I was afraid. Every day I thought someone was going to catch on and go, you're not Michael J. Fox movie star. You're just Michael J. Fox schmuck. 
Like, that's the human side of it, where he didn't yeah. buy into it and become an egomaniac. He tried to drown it in liquor because he was like, oh my god, all these people love me because of Back to the Future and Family Ties. I'm a fucking fraud. I'm just this kid from Canada. That's the other response. It's not only... It makes like sense, religion, yeah. I mean, because people are going to handle that shit different. You yeah. know, people people are and either going to get wrapped up to into it, it too much, or they're going to they're, they're gonna kind of... Uh, sort of reject it like that. They're going to push against it. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's not, I mean, he, he, he could feel it. I mean, while it was going on, obviously, but like, yeah, that's not a normal thing to experience, especially at such a young age. You know, it's not a, a normal human existence. Nope. And then, uh, I guess the final thing we can close out on tonight, cause we're out of time is, uh, something else no one should experience at a young age is Jared Fogle subway. Wow, who knew he would uh, end up on the pedophile list with Chris Hansen uh, months ago when it was, like, I remember a couple months ago when it first hit, it was like, oh, it was one of his employees who was looking at kiddie porn, and now it turns out he's been trying to buy younger and younger girls, fucking 16, 15, 14-year-olds, while flying around the cu- country telling people to eat fresh. Yeah, I I will say he's got a bit of a pedophile's face, though. I mean, I'm not going to say that I was completely like, yeah, that's normal when I found out about him doing it, but I, when they, when, when somebody first told me Jared from Subway is a pedophile, it's just like, yeah, I, I, I could see that. Yeah. You can kind yeah. of see it. I, I would almost have, I'm not almost, uh, it's, it's, it's horrible that he is, it's disgusting that he's fucking kids, but I would have preferred to see him as the, the Josh Duggar where it's like, I used to be this big fat guy. I lost all this weight. I got handed millions of dollars to be a spokesperson. He should be the one that's just fucking prostitutes and high-end Charlie Sheen hookers and bl- doing blow. It's sad that he's a goddamn pedophile. He, he could have lived true. a life as a deviant, but in a legal way, in a legal way. Although, maybe, like, what if he switches and starts eating Quiznos, and then he quits looking at k- kitty porn somehow because he's <laughs> eating Quiznos instead of Subway, then he could switch over and do... Dude, commercial be like, yes. listen, Quiznos, I'm a little bit heavier. I'm a little bit heavier. That being said, that being said, it's a glass is half full yes. kind of fucking heavy. I have a I'm... gut, but I don't want to fuck kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My <laughs> porn is completely legal. It's good, family friendly, <laughs> you know, Christ friendly, pious porn. It's the kind of stuff your grandma would have watched, you know? Exactly. All right, kids, thanks for listening. Remember to contact us if you have been watching Last Comic Standing regularly. What have you seen? Uh, we're going to read up on it, but it's it's not as good as a first-hand account. Um, and yeah, start, if, if you're still listen us, listening to us on Podomatic, please jump to SoundCloud, and I'm going to move the feed entirely. You'll still be able to hear first-run episodes on Podomatic always, but if you go searching back... Everything's going to be coming from SoundCloud. All right, that's and it. And I will say, I will say, I actually, let me, let me throw in one last thing about yeah, Last Comic Standing. Uh, the fact that they're just using it to make sitcoms, I'm going to look at that as a glass is half full kind of thing. Because at least they're doing sitcoms. They're using it as a way to do comedy shows. Yeah. Instead no of just reality TV shows. They didn't just yeah. completely fucking throw in the talent to do that, man. Because I saw one of the worst goddamn reality TV shows I've ever seen last night. I was over at a friend of mine's place and they had one on MTV that they were watching called Catfish. Have you heard of this fucking one? Yeah, I've heard of it. Dude, all it is is they just, they have somebody who has some friend that they met online has been talking to for years but doesn't want to meet in person and then they're like, I think they might not be who they said they are and I think this is just like a younger generational thing. Like, we didn't grow up with social media and so it's like, 
we, people didn't fall for that shit back in the day. At least not in like mass numbers like this. No, it, but well, back it, in the day, we the MTV's always had shitty programming, the real world, and you know, so. Oh, they did, but they would they would drag this out for like an hour and just going through the messages and like, see, here she said she was an Aquarius, but then she said she was a, a Leo. And it's just like I, they, they, they made it through the whole hour. And then, yeah, it ended up turning out to be somebody else. Whereas I feel like they could have made that whole show like two minutes long with either one of us. And they could have sat the person down and we would have asked them, OK, so this person <laughs> you've been talking to online, uh, uh, they say they love you, right? Yeah. And uh, when, when you say you want to meet up in person and have coffee, you've been saying that the last, what, two years? Yeah. Uh, what do they say when, when you want to meet up in person and have coffee? Will they, will they meet up with you in person? No, they don't want to meet in person. Okay, well, then it's, it's not fake. really them. Yeah, they're, they're, it's, they're it's a 400-pound guy shut in. <laughs> yeah, and if, if, if you actually meet up with them, you're probably going to get axe murdered. So uh, <laughs> have a good day. Next, get the next guy in here. Either that or just roll ads. We can just fucking do 45 minutes of ad revenue. I don't care, but we solved it. We solved the fucking problem. It's We're like the Scooby man. gang. Yeah, dude, I, can't, I have no empathy for people like that, dude. Like, I feel like anybody who would be falling for some stupid shit like that would like that would that's somebody who natural selection would have taken out in the wild like that would be the gazelle who would be falling for a lion behind a tree going hey come back here i'm a really hot gazelle come behind here yeah i mean yeah nothing weird's going on no i just i i'm, I'm self-conscious that's why i don't want to just get behind the tree come on like i i yeah that's just dumb jake what's up man i'm not real what the fuck but when i've met you in person i know hey, haven't we See, I'm an alcoholic with a shit memory. You can't fucking pull shit like that. I fall for it. There it's not go. right, man. JakeFevra.com, NathanTimble.com. Let us know about Last Comic Standing. And email us with anything. Topic, ideas, complaints, compliments, whatever you got. Take care. Thanks for listening, kids. Later.